Old Church. As you guys are making your way to your seats this morning, uh, we're going to go ahead and get things started off. So if I can have any of the kids that are here with us this morning, if you guys want to go ahead and join us down in front, and let's welcome Miss Anita for our children's church this morning. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Wesley. Hi, Lillian. Do you know that God has hopes and dreams for you guys? When he created you, he didn't just give you two eyeballs, a nose, a couple of arms, and a couple of legs. He filled you up with all kinds of wonderful gifts, talents, and abilities. And he is going to use those gifts, talents, and abilities as you grow up. He has a plan for your life. It's a good plan for you. It's a good plan to do amazing things for God and for his kingdom. In other words, God's got big dreams for you. Have you heard of Disneyland? Have you heard of Disney World and Walt Disney? It didn't start out being huge. It didn't start out with everybody knowing what it was. It start out, started out when a man named Walt Disney dared to dream. Now, when he first arrived in California, Maddie, can you count money? Come here and help me. You can all come. Okay, let's see what we've got here. Hold up out your hand. How much? One. Four, five. Now what? I stuck a five in there, so now we're up to ten. There's fifteen, twenty, and another twenty. What does that make? Twenty and twenty. Do you know? Forty. Forty. You're absolutely right. Walt Disney came to California and he had $40 in his pocket. And he had this really neat idea. He was gonna sketch out Mortimer the Mouse. Mortimer the Mouse. But Lily and his wife didn't like Mortimer. Mortimer had muscles and he drove a fast sports car. Lillian said, Mortimer's not gonna be good. We're going to change him. And they changed him to Mickey Mouse. Everybody the world over knows who Mickey the Mouse is. And he's as popular now as he was many, many, many years ago. Have the courage, kids, to dream big. And then go after those dreams that God has for you. There may be songs waiting for you to write, or songs waiting for you to sing. There could be stories that you're going to write. There could be inventions that are just waiting for you to grow up. 
Just be ready to do what God has created you to do. Think, start thinking now about what interests you. Then dare to dream. You can't even imagine what God has in store for you. And you know what's nice about and special about you kids here? You not only have a family at home that will support you, you have a church family that will support you in all your dreams. And if in Ephesians it says, with God's power working in us, God can do so much, much more than anything we can ask or imagine. Have a good day and keep those dreams coming. Thank you, Miss Anita. Thank you, kids, for joining us up front. So before we get started this morning, church, we have just a couple of reminders that uh, we want to get into. Uh, first off, welcome cards. So we do have welcome cards in each of the pews. So please feel free to fill those out and let us know if you would like to serve here at home church or if you happen to have any prayer requests that you would like. Uh, Believe it or not, we need to start collecting Easter candy again. It is that time of year. So we are asking that you would please bring in individually wrapped candy that will fit inside of the little plastic eggs. And there is going to be a basket back in the foyer so that we would ask uh, you would place the bags of candy back in that basket. We have our song and word Thursday night worship and Bible studies that started up this last week. Those are going to be running from 6.30 till 8 o'clock at night. And church, we have something for everybody. So there is a reason for every single one of us to be here. We've got the Latino Bible studies. We've got the Life in the Spirit, Run the Race Bible study. We have a men's Bible study. There's a women's Bible study. We've got youth group. There's kids quizzing. And Jeannie Adams is going to be teaching in the nursery. So we have something for the smallest all the way up to the uh, adults. After church today, uh, after second service, we have the joy potluck that is going to be taking place in the gym. So hopefully you remember to bring your favorite dish to share today. Uh, the Women's Aspire event is here already. So this Friday night, March the 18th at 7 o'clock, tickets are going to be $20 for general admission. $30 for VIP tickets, and those tickets are on sale in the foyer. Uh, we have the Discovery Museum outing uh, on March 19th at noon. The tickets for this event are going to be $8 per person, and they are on sale at the children's check-in counter. Uh, membership classes we have taking place on April the 3rd and April the 10th after second service in our history room. So if you would like to become a member, uh, if you have any questions, we would encourage you to either contact the church office or reach out to Pastor Carlos if you would like to attend one of those events. And baptisms. We're going to be having uh, baptisms on Easter Sunday. So again, if you would like to get baptized, we would encourage that you reach out to either the church office or Pastor Carlos for more information. All right, well, church, we're going to move into our time of giving and worship this morning. Uh, just a reminder, we have those three convenient ways for you to give. 
For all of you that are with me here today, if you happen to bring your tithes with you, we do have the offering box on the left-hand side as you exit the sanctuary. Uh, We would encourage you guys to continue giving online, uh, or you can also mail a check-in to the church offices. All right, church, at this time, if you would please go ahead and bow your heads with me as we open in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for such a beautiful morning, God, an opportunity to come and gather as a family in your house, God. And Lord, as we are collecting our tithes and offerings this morning, God, I just pray that you bless these cheerful givers, God, as we are doing what we are called to do, Lord. God, I pray that you would accept these tithes and offerings, that you would bless them and multiply them in ways that we couldn't even imagine, God. Lord, I pray that the money that we take in today, God, that you would be able to use that uh, to further your kingdom, not only here, but throughout the world, God. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives, everything you are doing through our church, God. Lord, we pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand, church. Good morning, everybody. How are we all doing this morning? Thank you, Brother Mike, for that. We appreciate that. Um, we have an announcement this morning, or a couple, actually. Let's see here. Uh, first and foremost, um, it's this, this lady that's singing right behind me right here. Uh, to, oh, sorry. It's her birthday, Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, I think, let's hold on one second. I got, a, I got a birthday radar, so hold on one second with me. Carol Sherwood's birthday today. Happy birthday. So on three, let's just say happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And today, y'all get a free coffee today, okay? So go ahead and sit back on me, okay? On the house. All right, and if they give you any issues, just let me know, okay? All right, hallelujah. Who's ready to worship Jesus? Amen. I, I don't know what it was today. We were in the prayer circle this morning with the leaders, and, and, and the word, it's not too late, came to me. It's not too late. I'm like, it's not too late. It's never too late. And then Miss Amanda came to me. She said, Pastor, I was reading this verse, and it, it's crazy how you said that because I was thinking, I was like, whoa. So, Amanda, can you please read this verse you're talking about? You want to take, and as she's doing that, we want to lift up uh, the painter family that's in Mexico right now doing mission work. We're a missional church, amen? And we're a global church. I love it. Miss Amanda, if you want to grab that mic too, please. It's never too late. So um, this last week I was reading through Second Chronicles. So if anyone wants to read this story, it's a whole story about King Manasseh who uh, worshipped other gods and sacrificed to other gods. Um, and he seemed totally lost. But in uh, chapter 33, um, verse 13, I believe, or 12 and 13, And when he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him, and God was moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. And so Manasseh did things that to me were unforgivable that he couldn't come back from. But God was there when he, when he uh, asked for mercy. So Amen. be encouraged by that. 
Amen. It's never too late, church. I know none of us here have sacrificed our children. But uh, I know for a fact, when I was a kid, my parents, if we were in the Old Testament, would gladly put me on the altar. (laughs) Who's ready to worship Jesus? Hallelujah. Called unto holiness, church of our God. Purchase of Jesus, redeemed by his blood. Call from the world and its idols to flee. Call from the bondage of sin to be free. Holiness unto the Lord is our watchword and song. Holiness unto the Lord. As we're marching along, sing and shout it loud and long. Holiness unto the Lord, now and forever. Called unto holiness, praise His dear name. Christ within, living and reigning and saving from sin. Holiness unto the Lord is our watchword and song. Holiness unto the Lord as we're marching along. Sing and shout it loud and long. Unto the Lord now and forever. Holiness, holiness unto the Lord is our watchword and song. Holiness unto the Lord as we're marching along. Sing it, shout it loud and long. Holiness unto the Lord. To the Lord is our watchword and song. Holiness unto the Lord as we're marching along. Sing and shout it loud and to the Lord now and Unto the Lord is our Holiness unto the Lord as we're marching along. Sing it, shout it, love and love. Holiness unto the Lord. Give him praise. Amen. He 
touched an old And all oh, the joy that floods my soul Something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole. Thank you. Let's go ahead and actually do it in we're gonna do it in the key of D for our sister here this morning. Shackled by a head. I apologize, folks. I am so sorry. I apologize. I was in the wrong key. Is that okay? <laughs> Go ahead, sister. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. skip this song right now for some reason. I don't know what's going on, but how many know in the good and the bad, we're still going to praise his name. Amen. Amen. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. When I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, blessed be. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the glory 
Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Let's all bow our heads this morning as our sister prays. Amen. Yes, Lord, blessed be your name, the name above all names. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you for being here today with us by your Holy Spirit. We love you, and we want to remember it's never too late to come to you. Praise you, Lord. Lord, thank you that you have given us the way to holiness the Bible tells us that there is a road and it is called holy, holy, holy. And so we praise you for that. May we walk in it knowing that we are coming closer to you in name and in spirit. Now, Lord, as our pastor comes in the joy of the Lord, give him everything he needs to present the message that you've laid on his heart for us for this day yes, open Lord. hearts yes, open hearts to receive what it is that the holy spirit would say and we thank you ahead of time now put the anointment of christ upon pastor carlos in jesus name amen amen give him praise this morning thank you god we give you praise and glory lord blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glory, you give and take away, sing it out, you give and church this verse is you give and you take away what has been taken from you this morning what has been given to you as we sing out this song church as we sing this verse praise his name worship him mean it with your whole heart it's okay to ask God why it's okay to ask God questions it's okay. God already knows you're upset this morning. He already knows you're angry, you're frustrated. Be honest with him. What has been taken from you? But even through that this morning, I want to encourage you to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords, for he deserves all our praise. It is he who died 
for you and I. It is he who rose again. It is he who says, I'm coming back for you. circumstances through the pain the suffering whatever we're going through through our joy we bless your name this morning let this place let our church be a sweet smelling aroma to you Lord touch every heart encourage every life this morning we pray this in your precious name amen amen you may be seated this morning thank you thank you musicians and those on the worship team we so appreciate you can we give our worship team a hand Amen. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you so much. <coughs> I was with my daughter the other day, and uh, I shared this with the, um, the leader's prayer. It was, it was so cute. She told me, um, she said, Dad, can you, it was her birthday, and she gets anything she wants on her birthday. And she said, Dad, can you honk the horn? We're driving, and I was like, baby, she goes, no, it's funny. Honk the horn. And then, you know, like, so people can, like, look to see who did it. And so we're at Costco, you know, we're driving in the parking lot, and I said, okay. And she goes, but we have to, we got to be like, we have to make it look like we didn't do it. I said, so what do we do? I said, oh, I know what we do. Why don't we, we honk the horn and we just look straight? Like, you know, we don't look around or anything. And she's like, okay. And she's sitting there. She goes, dad? I said, yeah. She goes, but if we look like nothing happened, now, mind you, she's only six years old. Dad, if we make it look like nothing happened, then people will know it's us. So we have to, when we honk the horn, look like this. I said, okay. So I honk the horn, and she's talking about not making it look, you know, like we did it. I honk the horn, and she's going. And of course, everybody else is, and I'm like, you know, that, 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 one, it was cute. But two, I want to, you know, again, I, I, want, I want people to know as I proclaim the name of Jesus, I don't want people to look around and say, who did that? I want them to know that I'm a believer in Christ. Amen. Can I get a witness up in the house that I'm a believer in Jesus? I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not going to try to hide it. And I'm definitely going to be looking around like this. Amen. Amen. Who's ready for the word this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, shout out to the Painter family. Um, you're watching it online. Obviously, you're going to be an hour ahead. You're an hour. I don't know what the time difference is, but when you're watching this, Church, we say hello, amen. 
Hello, everyone say hi. Amen. I want to begin with a story I came across. Uh, this happened a few years ago. A Air Canada uh, uh, flight was leaving Toronto to go to San Francisco, California. It's a time, it's a nighttime flight. And they get up in the air. It's about 45 hours now. They're flying. But in San Francisco, there are these two parallel runways that go right along the, the water there, if you've ever been there. Uh, there's a left runway and a right runway. And after this plane gets in the air, there in San Francisco, they decided to close the left runway for maintenance, leaving only the right runway open for planes to land and for all traffic to go through. This plane begins to approach San Francisco, and they look down, but the left runway lights are dimmed. They're working on it, and it's no longer an active runway. As he begins to talk to the air traffic controller, the air traffic controller says, land on the right runway. But when you're flying and you look down, the left runway lights are dim and he can only see the right runway. And to the right of the right runway is the taxiway. And the taxiway is where all the planes go as they're approaching to take off. It's in the middle of the night. And in the middle of the night there in San Francisco, all the planes that are leaving are headed to Asia. In the middle of the night. And on the taxiway, there are four jumbo jets loaded with 1,200 people waiting for this Canadian plane to land so they can begin to head off to Asia. The pilot looking down sees the right runway, and to the right is the taxiway with four planes on it. From what he sees, the right runway is the taxiway. So the plane begins to descend onto the taxiway with 400 or four planes with 1,200 people. I want to show you the first picture. They said, let me show you the first picture here. Where, where we got that. Um, here's, a, here's a picture from the outside. There's the plane up there. There's a, a close shot right here, uh, a sketch. They said by the time the plane got to the third plane, it was within five to ten feet before hitting. The editor that was writing said, how and why did this happen? And I like what he said, because the people down on the ground forgot what they looked like to people in the air. As a result, we could have had one of the worst aviation disasters in history because people forgot how people saw them. I want to preach a sermon this morning on exampleship. Somebody say exampleship. Because a lot of people crash because they look at someone else who's supposed to know better and they forgot what they look like to other people. 1 Timothy 4.12, let's read. 1 Timothy 4.12. I am a living testimony and example of this Right here, what I'm preaching this morning. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come. 
give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy with the laying on the hands of the eldership. Number one, I want to talk about exampleship. Exampleship, I believe, is the missing key, the missing link, the missing element, however you want to put that. In our text, remember, First and Second Timothy and Titus are called the pastoral epistles. We just talked about this in class yesterday. These are letters written by the Apostle Paul uh, to Timothy and Titus to give them direction on how to be a successful pastor. It's the older pastor giving the younger pastor some, some advice. Um, kind of like a parent giving their children advice. Amen? And that's why we're here this morning to, to receive help from God, number one, but also that we may also teach our grandchildren, our, our children, our family, our loved ones to be successful in life. This is important this morning as we read these letters. The Apostle Paul is dealing with some things here and he's giving insight on ministry, um, exampleship. He, he talks about doctrine. He talks about the roles of ministry. He talks about the roles of men and women. He talks about dealing with rebellious people, uh, rebels. He talks about a lot of things that we're going to face in life, young people. But it's interesting to me that the Apostle Paul says, all this is important, but the most important thing that you can do, Timothy, that will help you pretty much more than anything else, it's in our text. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example. What the Apostle Paul is saying here is there's nothing more powerful than our example. You're always going to have issues in life, but the number one thing you can do is start with being an example. Exampleship, like I said, is the missing key. It's important for our society, for our families, for our homes. I mean, you know, we are social creatures. I didn't say social media. We are social creatures. And we influence those we hang with. We, we influence those who hang with us. That's why as Christians we go to church, amen? We're called to assemble together because there's a, there's a dimension of grace and, and spirit and mercy when we come together with like-minded people. We are influenced. You know, I remember being a Christian as a young boy and I wanted to be like my pastor. I watched him. Every move, I, I wanted to be just like my pastor, Everything he did, how he, I mean, how he, just how he conducted himself. And I, was, I, I looked up to him. I was always in church. Amen? People are watching us, and they will do exactly what we show them. I remember years ago, um, a guitar player by the name of Kevin, who was in a band, <clears throat> And uh, Hosanna, I mean, a rocking band, one of the best bands back in the early 90s. Uh, they would play music and stuff. And um, they decided to quit the band. They wanted to go their own. But they said, let's record one last time that we have something to remember and we can give it out. And who's going to listen to it anyways, you know? 
But lo and behold, they're recording this cassette tape. Look it up later, kids. Um, they're recording this tape. And uh, as they're recording, they're getting, ready, they're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Time's running. They're, they're, you know, they're paying by the hour. And he's doing his guitar lead. And right at this certain spot, he messes up. Um, they didn't have any more money. And so instead of coming back and doing it right, they said, hey, you know, who would know? Who's going to just, just leave it? This is... Well, years later, 20 years later, Kevin's at this, at this uh, party, this Christian festival, and this band hears that Kevin is there. And Kevin shows up, and they said, hey, we got to play this song. And sure enough, they're playing the same exact song where Kevin, and right where this young man is playing this lead, he does the exact same mistake at the same spot. And after the talk, they said, you know, we knew something was up, but we just thought that's what, because you did it, we did it. Listen, people will look at us and make the same mistakes. Our children, our grandchildren, our family will follow us and pay attention whether we believe it or not. Even in the early days of Hollywood, I mean, movies reinforced. I had a quote uh, from a few people, and I wasn't able to get it this morning. Um, they reinforced family and morality. They believed that movies can make a difference 90% of filmmaking wanted to create a positive message to society. You can't say that anymore today. Can I get an amen? I was reading a quote from, uh, I read a quote from Harvey Weinstein, which I'm not even gonna, you know, I'm not even gonna read this quote from Harvey. But I, there was another one, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, later in his years, Alfred. Uh, in the later years, the more successful the villain, the more successful the picture. That's Hollywood today. And we have now a society of godlessness, lawlessness, and it's a product of this example. I read a quote the other day, we cannot live our life alone for other lives we touch are either strengthened by our own or weakened just as much. So many people are blaming the issues. I, I'm, I hang with older pastors and people in ministry, and they're always blaming, you know, these, you know, uh, uh, racism, systemic racism. And I know racism is real. It's a real thing. But the problem is not systemic racism. The problem is systemic fatherlessness. We got a generation of kids that are growing up, and they don't know what it means to be a respectful young man, or how to treat a woman, or the opposite. And so you, you got a generation of kids who are going out and because, of, because they're upset, they're breaking windows and destroying Starbucks. Remember 2020? I don't see Martin Luther doing that. Martin Luther King. I'm telling you, the problem is not, the problem is are the exampleship. They're running loose in the streets. Exampleship is God's method of communication you remember Jesus when he invited the disciples to come to the Last Supper. Here, Jesus, the night before he gets crucified, what does he do? He's washing their feet. He's washing their feet. He's serving them. He gets a basin of water and a towel, and he makes this statement, John 15, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. No service, 
No message, no three-point message like Pastor Carlos on serving, no class, no test on how to wash someone's feet, but a very powerful message by his example. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, 6 says, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you become examples you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe. Think about this. He's not only saying that people are examples, but he's saying churches can be examples. The church. My prayer is that not only our leaders are examples, but their spouses conduct themselves in a godly manner. Can somebody say Amen. Exampleship is a sign of maturity. How many know there's a difference between age and maturity? Let no one despise your youth, but be an example. And you got to remember, Timothy is ministering to a, to a people in a time where if you were under 50, if you were 50 and under, you were considered a teenager, a youth. And all the 50-year-olds said amen. <laughs> Apostle Paul said, a young man can be mature, and an older man can be immature. And it depended on whether or not they were willing to be an example. You see, choosing to be an example is a choice to think about other people. Paul knew, he said, listen, son, if you want to set an example that will override your age, your, your experience, you're, you're gonna have to be a good example. The first gift we can give someone is being a good example. The Apostle Paul knew because he, all the people that were giving him problems and troubling Timothy, he said, you know the difference between you and them, Timothy, is they don't wanna be good examples. You be the good example. There's a lot of people in the world who want good examples, but they don't want to set a good example. Let me ask you a question honestly, church. Let me just be real. Let me be honest. You know, have you ever, when's the last time you've gone to a new believer, somebody in the Lord, and just said, you know, I'm, I'm really glad you're here this morning. I know I don't really know you. I've been noticing you've been coming for a little bit. And I say this because somebody has done this. I, I, I'm not perfect, I got my problems, I got my issues, but I want you to watch me, and if you do what I do, you'll be okay. I, I want you to watch my life, hold me accountable as I hold you accountable, watch my life. I'm not perfect, but if you, but if you follow me, You'll be okay, right? We don't, we don't do that, right? I've only known a few people have done, somebody has done that for me. Watch, watch my life. We don't do that. We, we, we say, no, 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 brother, sister, don't look at me, look at Jesus, right? It sounds so spiritual. Hermano, hermana, don't look at me. Look, look at the Lord. It's a cop-out. 
people should be able to watch us. You know, new believers can't see Jesus, but hopefully they can see Jesus in us. Hopefully they can see the faithfulness in us as we come to church, as we're involved in the house of the Lord, as we're doing things, as we're reaching out. Hopefully they see Jesus in us. Are we setting a good example? Are we guarding our testimony? Because the enemy wants to do nothing but to ruin our testimony. Romans 14.7 says, For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. It is good neither to eat meat, nor drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles, or is offended, or is made weak. The Apostle Paul right here, he's, he's pastoring Jews and Gentiles and, um, who just gave their lives to the Lord. Uh, Gentiles got saved, the Jews are serving the Lord, and they have this conflict with diets and days. Uh, the, the, the Gentiles, they're, they're not... Um, they're mad because, you know, they're saying, you know, we don't have to be a Jew to be a Christian, right? But the Jews are upset at the Gentiles because the, the Gentiles aren't observing their holidays, their Jewish festivals. So there's, there's a lot going on here, and Paul's in the middle of all this, and Paul's trying to calm them down, but at the same time, the Jews, after prayer meeting, are heading over to the local taco truck, and they're ordering food right in front of all these idols. And the Gentiles are like, man, how can you be eating all this carne asada right in front of that idol? Look at Paul, look what they're doing. Okay, maybe it wasn't carne asada, maybe it was something else. Maybe it was bread or something, you know, but, you know. Uh, how, how can, and, and Paul, with all his wisdom, with all his wisdom, he says, wait, 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 hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Maybe what we should be doing, maybe we should be an example. Because the law of love is who's willing to set an example. Because the last thing we want to do is for someone to look at us and stumble. People are looking at you whether you like it or not. And just like the pilots in the air, people are going to make a decision based on what we have shown them. Number three, exampleship we have taken for granted. There's a saying, bad news trumps good news. And I agree with that 100%. Like when you're watching the news, 30, 29 minutes of war, COVID, death, Putin, and who knows what else. And then the last minute is, oh, um, and lastly, a puppy was saved today. Uh, good night. You know? It's like uh, our, 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 our human nature is drawn to the bad example there's something in the human heart that is attracted to this i remember years ago um serving god 13 years old starting in ministry fresh and uh you know i decided i'm, I'm hanging with some of the some of the other boys in the church and and we did something we weren't supposed to do and of course you know our leader came to us and said hey what's going on and it's not, it wasn't like he's, hey, you're out of the church. You're, no, no, it's like, hey, hey, it's like a traffic stop. Hey, what, what happened? What's going on? But our leader had a lot more wisdom. He knew there was deeper issues going on. But he said, hey, what was happening? Why'd you do this? And what did we say? Well, so-and-so did it. So-and-so, so, you ever have your kids? Hey, why'd you do? Well, he did it. She did it. 
You know what he told me? He says, why are you looking at them as an example? Why don't you use me as an example? Like my wife says, oh, snap. <laughs> why, why are you looking at them? Why not use me as an example? Now, I know this service is the faithful and devoted holy church, and you haven't sinned. This, this is for second service. You haven't sinned since 2005. But there are people who come to church and they're looking at our exampleship. They are watching you. They are watching us. You don't even have to go to church and people are watching you. In this letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul says, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. He's telling Timothy to be a good example. Why? He says, be a good example because you were also given good exampleship. There were men and women who loved you, discipled you, showed you. And now it's your turn to carry on the legacy of being an example for God. It didn't start with me. It didn't start with you, and hopefully it doesn't end with us, but it's a trust that God has given us from those in the Bible. Fast forward all the way to Phineas Brzee, to Pastor Todd, to Pastor Steve Scott, to myself, to you, to your children, your grandchildren. You and I have the responsibility to pass it on. Why do I say that? Because there's a lot of people who make, who make excuses because of all the bad examples in their life. You know Lot in the Bible, I don't want to go to, but you know Lot in the Bible, he followed Abraham, Uncle Abraham. There was a man in the Bible, if you're new to church, a man in the Bible who followed a man of God. And everywhere he went, as long as he followed Abraham, he was successful. Matter of fact, there's, no, there's nowhere in the Bible where it says Lot even prayed. Don't try that at home. But As long as he followed Abraham, he was good. But the moment Lot decides to stop following Abraham and does his own thing, destruction came into his life. And you know what's even more sad is the exampleship that Abraham showed Lot. Lot didn't even have the decency to show the same exampleship to his own family. Someone once said, one example is worth a thousand arguments. The Apostle Paul said, I have no problem to be an example. And if anyone had a problem to be an example, it would be him who said, I am the least of these. But yet he says, Philippians 3.17, he says, brethren, join in following my example. And know those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. He says this because he knows the importance of having a good example. We all in this place have been blessed in our life. It's our turn now to pass it on. And it's never too late. I want to close with one last story. If you want to put that picture up real quick. 
this was taken um, hours before uh, it happened. Um, there's a village in Alaska where this child was very sick and needed immediate medical attention. Um, the story goes deeper. This family was praying for a baby for a long time and finally got one. Um, but now the child is going to be dead in a matter of hours. And this would happen sometimes. They would, they would get a call and the nearest hospital, a hospital would have to send a medical team to get on an airplane or, a, or a, 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 a plane of some sort to travel to these villages to save people. So they fly to this village. The problem was the runway lights were not working. The whole village knows about this kid. It's in the middle of the night. And the article said they can hear the plane circling for an hour, getting ready to leave because there was no place to land. With the ability to save this kid's life, but it could not land. And what you're looking at right here, this picture... There were people in the village. It said everyone in the village, each of them bringing their own vehicle in the middle of the night to light up a runway to allow this plane to land and to save that child's life. And when I read this story, church, my prayer was may God use our church because every person here says I want to be an example for God the runway of living for God, the road to sanctification, may it be lit that somebody may be saved. Are you an example? Or are you an excuse? Are you an example for people to look up to? or an excuse for someone to fall. I wanna be a people. I wanna be a church. Heck, maybe some of those lights on that car, maybe only one light was working. We're not perfect people, but I wanna be a people that have a light and show the way when all other lights are dim. I was blessed to have an amazing leaders. And I was here, man, back in the day, back in the 80s and 90s, man, the churches were thriving. They also had good examples. People who were faithful to the house of God, who sold all and followed. But God is gonna bring a new generation and he's gonna use us and our church to reach our city and to save the people he wants to bring into this place. Let our church be a light when all other lights are dim. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Hallelujah. I so appreciate your faithfulness to the house of God. your love for the house of the Lord. This morning, 
ask yourself, are, are you, what kind of example are we? Are we, are we somebody someone new could look to? Are you, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe your younger brother, your younger sister, your family, older brother, older sister, you got younger siblings, they're watching you. They're observing you, whether you believe it or not, and they will follow in your footsteps. I so thank God we, we serve a God who, who says in his word, if we teach our children, they, they will not depart. And I've known many testimonies of people who have children or grandchildren. They leave the will of God. They want nothing to do. But because of their exampleship, they had something to look to when all other lights were dim. And they finally woke up and realized, I need God. <laughs> And thank God we have people whose lights are still working, who are still setting the example. But maybe this morning, maybe this morning you're here and you say, Pastor, I haven't been a good example. I haven't been setting a good, you know, at my house, at my home, my actions, what I say, what I speak, what I, what I do, how I conduct myself in public, whatever it is, online, Our, our character is who, who we are when no, one's, when no one's watching, when no one's looking. This morning, God, God's here and he sees and he knows and he, he says, I want to come into your life. I want to forgive you of your sin. He already knows the sins we committed. He already knows. He just wants an honest heart this morning. He's looking for Honesty. You say, Pastor, I am not right with God. He is not living in my heart. He is not in my life. And if I was to die today, or if Jesus was to come back today, I would not make heaven. I don't know too much about all this Bible stuff, but I do know this. Jesus is not in my heart. He's not in my life. I believe in him, but I have not repented of my sin. And that's you this morning. Everyone's bowing their heads. No one's looking around. Just an honest heart. You say, Pastor, pray for me. Lift your hand this morning. Say, I want Jesus in my heart. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Honest hearts. God sees that hand. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Honest hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to hold it out just a minute longer. Amen. God sees that hand. You can put those hands down. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. You hear this morning say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. I want to accept him into my life. You raise your hand. Amen. Hallelujah. If you raised your hand, I want you to repeat with me. And if if you didn't raise your hand, you can repeat this prayer with your brothers and sisters who who are here this morning. Pray with me. In the name of Jesus. I come to you, a sinner, needing forgiveness. I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. Come into my life. Create in me 
a new heart, O God, and restore the joy of your salvation in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Continue to bow your heads, church. God's dealt with some hearts this morning. Bow your heads with me, church, as we pray, as we dismiss. Dear God, we thank you for this message this morning. I thank you for revealing to me the exampleship I was shown, and I pray, Lord God, by your mercy and grace, we as a church do the same. We as a people, as a body, do the same in love. I plead the blood of Jesus over this message, God, and over every person here who gave their life to you. I pray, Lord God, as they start on this road of sanctification, Lord, that they may be blessed, that they would prosper, that their life, you would show them the purpose and the meaning you have for them. I pray, God, that you would give each and every one of us this week a task and that not only you be given us a task, but we would complete that task, whatever that is, Lord. Let us obey your voice. We as a church are going to reach out. We're going to love someone. We're going to invite someone. We're going to talk to someone. Send people our way. Let us be the light because all these other lights are not working. We thank you for what you're going to do ahead of time. We praise your name. In Jesus' precious name I pray, amen. Amen. Be blessed this morning, church. Please stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I want to sing out that chorus one last time. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. You give, you give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name, hallelujah, amen church, God is good, amen, amen. I got a quick praise before we quit, before we go, last week we had the, the our, our attendance was the highest ever, with two services. Our second service was completely packed. And I want to give God all the praise and glory for that. And so next, we need to pack out this first service. Amen? Amen. Amen. Be blessed this Sunday. Rejoice. Be blessed in the Lord. We love you. Thank you. Amen.
your smiling face. Now one thing 